there's a crater on the moon named after this rabbi. He wrote two commentaries on the Torah. He wrote books on philosophy, mathematics, astronomy, astrology. He even introduced the, the, the number system to, to, uh, to Western, Eastern Europe. They were using the, 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 the Roman system and he introduced that to them. He traveled all over. He was in India, in Africa, um, eventually most likely died in England, but he started out in Spain, in Sfarad, and his name is Avraham Ibn Ezra. Now, Avraham Ibn Ezra had pretty poor luck as far as making a living, and he was constantly on the move. He suffered a lot in his lifetime, but he wrote beautiful, beautiful poetry. Um, some of them we sing every Shabbat. We sing, um, He wrote beautiful tefillot, and we're... We are in luck that we have so much that was left behind by Avram Ibn Ezra. So, one of his poems, he talks about his bad luck, and he really believed in astrology. He felt like it had something to do with the time that he was born, and people believed in it back then. And he said, if my job would be to sell candles, Hashem would make sure that the sun would never set. And if my business was selling shrouds, the clothing for dead people, God would make sure that nobody would ever die until I die, and then I'll get to use them. So as we see, it's, it was hard for him to make a living. The Ibn Ezra once came to a city where they didn't know who he was, but he was dressed as a poor man because he was poor. And he needed a place to stay for Shabbat, and people ignored him. They refused to, they, they, they paid no attention to him because he looked poor. His clothing was all shabby. He came back a few years later, and he was dressed as like an important rabbi, and had really nice clothing on, and everyone wanted to invite him home. They were tr pulling on him and grabbing him, fighting over who gets the honor. So he tells them, listen, I think, I think you should, all, everyone should take a piece of my clothing home, and I should stay behind in the shul. Because last time when I was here, um, I had shabby clothing, and nobody wanted me. But now that I have nice clothing, it must be the clothing that you want. Now, I heard this pretty fantastical tale told about the Ibn Ezra, um, and I'm not sure where the storyteller got it from, but it's a cool story, and it kind of aligns with, with the sharp wit of the Ibn Ezra. So he was traveling on one of his journeys, and he boarded a ship, and he, lo and behold, he discovered that he went onto a ship that belonged to pirates, and the pirates immediately uh, took him and all the other passengers and locked them up, and decided to sell them as slaves. So they were in a slave market on some far-off island where people were idol worshippers and pagans and doing crazy things. And he was put up for sale, and the, the local priest looked at him and said, Wow, you would make a great human sacrifice. I think I want you. And even as I tried explaining to him, that's the wrong thing to do. But the guy, the priest didn't care. He locked him up in a attic. And in a few days was going to be their, their festival where they had to bring a human sacrifice. So it was the day before the festival and there was a custom to eat fish. And the, uh, the um, priest sent his servant to go buy some fish in the market. And it wasn't a good day for the fishermen. There wasn't much fish left. There was only one really large, beautiful fish. And he said, you know what? 
I have a lot of customers. I have one fish. I'm going to put it up for, for auction. And people started bidding. And they got to 1,000, 2,000. They were at 3,000. And the only people left in the bidding war was the king's servant and the priest's servant. The king wanted the, the servant wanted wanted the fish for the king and the um, and the priest wanted the fish. So the price went up to 10,000 and the king's servant stopped bidding and the fish went home to the priest's servant. Now the king was at dinner that night and he was waiting for the fish to be served and he asked the servant, where's my fish? The servant says, oh, I'm sorry. I was outbid by the, um, by the priest servant. So he said, bring that, that man here at once because I demand an explanation. I'm the king and I deserve the fish. So the, king, the, um, priest servant, the priest was brought over and the king told him, how dare you? You're going to be punished for this. But you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have you suffer while you're going to have to figure out if you can save yourself because there's no way you can possibly save yourself. So how are you going to save yourself if you can answer these two questions? If you answer these two questions, I won't kill you. But if you don't answer, you're going to be dead. So what are the two questions? First of all, what goes around the earth every single year? Okay, that's a pretty easy question. And second of all, how much am I worth? Now the priest heard that and he realized that was a trick question. How can he possibly answer how much the king is worth? Because the king can always have something else that he doesn't know about and he'll be wrong. So he goes back home and he's really sad. And when he goes to give some food to his sacrifice, the korban for the next day, he speaks to Ibn Ezra and Ibn Ezra says, hey, what's going on? Why are you so upset? So he said, oh, I'm upset because I have to answer these two questions and I'm never going to be able to answer them. So the Ibn Ezra says, you know what? I can solve your problem. Look, I'm going to die anyways. You're going to kill me tomorrow. So why don't I go to the king? I'll dress up like you. We'll get the makeup artist. I'll, I'll wear your clothing. I'll wear your, your wig. And the king will then ask the two questions and I'll try to give a good answer. And if he likes my answer, then... You know, I'll come back here and you can kill me the next day. And if he doesn't like my answer, he'll kill me instead of killing you. And you'll be saved. And you can run away. So the, um, the uh, priest said, sure, let's try it. That sounds like a good plan. And now in the morning, Ibn Ezra got ready to go to the king. He was dressed up exactly like the priest. And on his way... To the priest, sorry, on his way to the king, he stopped in the marketplace and he bought a little idol. The idol costed two gold coins. And he put it in his pocket and went to the king. The king said, okay, priest, I'm about to kill you because you obviously don't know the answer. Question number one, why, I'm sorry, what takes a whole year to go around the earth? And he says, oh, that's obvious. That's the sun. It's a 365 day cycle. So the king says, okay, and now the second question. And he says, oh, king, you're only worth two gold coins. Sorry, you're only worth one gold coin. And the king says, excuse me? How dare you say I'm only worth one gold coin? So he tells the king, listen, I don't want to offend you, but I was just in the marketplace and I asked to buy a god, an idol. And they sold it to me for two gold coins. Now, I hold you in very high esteem. So I consider you, even though you're human, 
that you're at least half of God. So that's one gold coin. But I wouldn't go so far by doing any more than that because you believe in God and I believe in God. So you're obviously not worth more than that. And the king was really, really impressed and said, wow, you got the answer. But you know what? You're obviously not the priest because that priest wasn't so intelligent. So you're somebody else dressed up like the priest. And he goes up to him and he pulls off his mask or pulls off the wig and sees that it's somebody else. And he said, you're brilliant. Tell me, who are you? So he said, oh, I was bought as a slave and I was captured and I was going to be brought as a sacrifice for this pagan priest. So the king said, okay, you're, you're a free man now. You're not going to have to suffer anymore. I'm going to set you free and I'm going to call the priest and I'm going to bring him here because he's going to be my sacrifice today. And that is the tale. Again, I don't know where it came from, but it's told about the Ibn Ezra. So when we open our Chumash and we know there's Rashi and um, almost at about the same time, soon after Rashi, Ibn Ezra came out with his commentary, which is um, much, much closer to Pshat. And um, he was once very, very sick and he was about to die. And he made a promise to God that if he gives him a Shlema, complete recovery, he will then write another commentary on the Torah, and that's why we have the Ibn Ezra Ha'aroch, um, following the Ibn, which in addition to the Ibn Ezra HaKatsar. So um, his Yortzeit is starting soon, the first of Adar Aleph. Have a Shabbat Shalom.